politics. Rooney, I want you to listen to my favorite podcast, Mouse and Wings. personal mm-hmm. once again weenie how are you well first i'm mouse i'm joelle i'm the mom wife one down in san diego i'm jules uh julianne also known as weens in la do you hate your your nickname well someone just started talking about it today and they were like wiener well i hope they do call you weens <laughs> it, it's a little much Anyway, today we have a fun, special couple guests for you guys to listen to. We are going to do a deep dive into uh, psychics and uh, hypnotism and mentalism. And we're going to talk to our dear and lovely Uncle Jim. He is the brother of our dear and departed father. And we're also going to talk to our mom, who has not departed, but she will call in from Idaho. So you get to see those um weens any other setup that's it i love uh everyone who's listening and there are some people that i just want to give an ear hug to and that's you who's listening (laughs) right now i know yeah and also i need to we had our our road rage episode last time around and i wanted to give two shout outs to we have tony gleason who wrote in a funny story about a woman who followed him through a parking lot also and was hanging out of her window and throwing stuff out of her car, trying to hit him in his car as he was driving wow. by slowly. So some crazy road rage and Keith Gala of uh, pop-up film cast. He had another road rage story. Um, so we appreciate hearing from you guys and getting the feedback. So we're all in, knowing that we're all in this big podcast boat together. So it's so mm-hmm. nice. So, so thank you guys. Um, And let's hear a quick word from our great sponsor at Dream Dinners. You guys, please try Dream Dinners for real. For real. I've convinced quite a few people and they dig it. And they're like, I wish I'd started sooner. So, okay, let's hear our ad for Dream Dinners. And then we're going to jump right into our interview. All right. Bye. Bye. We are sponsored by Dream Dinners. Go to dreamdinners.com and enter Mouse and Weens 99 at checkout if you're in the local area of Poway or San Marcos, and you will get $99 off your first order and free delivery if you choose it, or you can go pick it up. It is such a game changer, you guys. Dream Dinners has really changed our family mealtime. We make meals together. We sit down together. I feel confident that they're healthy foods and the kids can even make them, my husband can make them. It's a really fun, wonderful service. I've been using it for three years and I finally approached them and said, let's make this a business arrangement because I talk about you all the time anyway. So here we are. You save an average of $200 a month off your grocery bill if you sign up for Dream Dinners, which isn't a subscription service. It really is a ad hoc, you can choose it monthly. Uh, Whenever you wanna stop, you can stop. So there's no subscription. Um, You only have to come in and pick up your meals once a month or have them delivered, but you will get a good bunch of meals in your freezer that you can thaw out and use as you see fit. This is perfect for people who have likes, dislikes, and allergies, and you can insert special instructions for your meals. And it really will change your lifestyle. You guys, please do go try it, mouseandweens.com. We have a quick link to give you your $99 off, or you can go to dreamdinners.com, choose your location. They are nationwide. And if you are in our local area, enter mouseandweens99 and get free delivery and $99 off your first order. Okay. It's Uncle Jim. Woohoo! How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on. We wanted to talk about psychic stuff today. Sure. And Julianne brought up the fact that we should be talking to Uncle Jim. He is a mentalist, as we have seen at her birthday party and everything. But give us your take on mentalism. What is mentalism? 
How does it work in the psychic world? Any of this? Mentalism is uh, unlike, uh, let's say, magic is the main distinction. Mentalism focuses on effects that have to do primarily with the mind. Their premise is mental. Uh, And I'll give you just, uh, I want to get prefaces by saying that what I do as a mentalist is for purely entertainment purposes. Very important to distinguish that from somebody uh, like a psychic who, uh, in many cases, is getting paid to apparently, and I say apparently with some emphasis, reveal things to you. Right. about relationships uh, and any, any number of life issues. Um, so I might, as a mentalist, for example, I might uh, uh, offer you a choice of a couple of books, had you flip through to a page, you pick a word on that page, uh, you're in the audience. I then uh, try and uh, see uh, mentally determine what that word is, and then I will name that word. And it is, in fact, the word that you're looking at. It's uh, wild. You did that one to me so, at Julianne's birthday party. Yeah. Yes. It blew my mind. And for all yeah. intents and purposes, it's magic. You can read minds. <laughs> okay. But, so you're saying there's kind of a science behind it? Or is it a What I'm saying is the, the, the farthest that I'm going to go to say, uh, that I'm going to go, is to say it is a form of entertainment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because every effort is made to project a mental uh, sort of um, uh, ending to it. Another thing I do, I will have somebody, you saw this too, yeah, when I did this for Julianne's birthday, where I tried to tap into the psychic energy of everybody in the room and they focus all of their energy on you for example who or in in julianne's case and julianne who's holding the picture you focus and focus and julianne's hand begins to feel warm and suddenly this picture which is a real glass picture as julianne can attest to who shatters and it actually i it's it's in a plastic sort of uh protective container number one to show that there are no outside influences on it and number two of course to protect your julianne so that's one of the types of things i do so there's no you're are you a mind reader can you hear Uh, people's thoughts or you're just can't give away his secret i know i know i'm i'm going to say that i will give you every impression that I am reading your mind. Yes. Okay. I believed it. I was hook, line, okay. and sinker. And again, with the emphasis on, yes, I want I want you to believe. Yeah. Absolutely. And I make it such in my presentation that you believe that, in fact, I am reading your mind. I may have you jot some uh, a name of somebody you're very close to on a card. Probably did this for that show as well. Just a small business card on one side and just have you. You fold it. I feel it attempting, as I tell the audience, to try and get a sense of who this person is you're talking about. I then tear it up, small pieces. I put those in your hand, you close your hand, and I begin to get an impression. I have you pretend, for example, that you're walking down the street, you get to the corner, and when you get to the corner on the other side of the street, you see this person. Their back is slightly turned. They don't see you, but you recognize them immediately. And so when you come, you slowly walk up to them and gently put your hand on their shoulder and you say, it's so wonderful to see you again, Susan, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And that, in fact, is a person that you're thinking of. Okay. So these are all, again, mentally oriented things. And it is my job to absolutely make you believe that i we do what is the background of your mentalism training how when did you get into it how long have you been doing it yes i've been doing it for probably 15 years or so Uh, it's not my regular occupation but i 
took it up as, uh, as, as something that I just found very enjoyable. I sort of moved often. There's a movement from you. You start with sort of magic and you like those kinds of things and, and you're, you know, just vanishing coins and things. Well, the reason I moved into mentalism, I found it fascinating simply because there is a mental aspect to it. And it very much involves uh, interaction with the audience. It's not you sit there, I'm gonna show you something, see the coin vanishes. It's more, you have the books in your hand and you have a choice and you pick the one, you go turn to a random page, you pick a word. I try to uh, figure out what that word is and, and, uh, and usually am uh, successful in doing that. So it's the audience interaction that I love about it. Can I tell you yeah. what people are talking about a year after my birthday party? Jim Eagled. Huh? <laughs> wonderful. They're still but that's wonderful. Two years. Here's why I like it too. Because it does make us all think a bit about, you know, we've got our five primary senses. But it does make us kind of think about the things like intuition. For example, everybody's probably had the experience where you're thinking that somebody's going to call you on the telephone. Mm -hmm. It comes out of nowhere. You're not expecting this call. Uh, and then suddenly the phone rings and it is, in fact, that person that you were just thinking of. I've had this happen with my daughter many times. She says, oh, God, Dad, you can't believe it. I was just thinking of you you know, when you, when you make the call. So, I mean, I think there are things that occur uh, in our lives that are outside the realm of our basic five senses. And it's a matter of kind of uh, looking for them. Uh, Carl Jung had a term for it. Uh, and I'm sorry, now it's uh, escaping me at the moment. Collective unconscious. Um, well, it was like that. It's one word, though. But anyway, it's okay. But it's where <clears throat> a supposed uh, coincidence is very tied to uh, reality, kind of what happens. It, it, is that it's synchronicity? Like yes, yeah, synchronicity. Thank, thank you. It's more than sort of a coincidence, at least us. Now, that, of course, is difficult to, to sort of scientifically prove but so I think there are these things particularly between people that are very close uh family members and all that mm -hmm. uh, uh it's like you finishing your your boyfriend or husband's sentence and that kind of there's a integration there almost two minds working like that so yeah so I believe in those types of things do I believe in in psychics, though, if you want to get into that, uh, I I do not mm. uh, believe in psychics. And then, then, of course, you will find many individuals out there who will say, no, it's uh, absolutely a fact. And uh, what, what, so what psychics do, if, if you want to make it quite general, is they go through a process called cold reading. And anybody who's listening to this is welcome to Google. What does cold reading exist of? It's me looking at you. It's looking at your hairstyle. It's looking at your kind of emotions or your emotive response to things. Looking at how you're dressed. Um, and, and those are very obvious. But I'm going to give you a very obvious example. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a psychic and you come to me. And I happen to notice that, that and this is a very simplistic example, and they get more sophisticated than this, of course, but I notice you're not wearing a wedding ring. Okay. So that's just something that I've noticed. And I just glanced and I say, I believe that you are looking hard for a relationship right now. And they go, oh my God, how did you know? You know, I'm thinking, but simple like that. They see a gentleman who's has calluses all over his hands and say, no, I don't see you as, uh, you're not in an executive position. I see you more working with your hands, uh, doing something manual with your hand. And they go, oh my God, how did you know that? Yeah, I work as a, you know, fill in the blank. 
And so those are very obvious examples. Second thing that happens is people, uh, and I don't want to simplify because a, a really good psychic is kind of adapted, you know. Two things happen. One, you start volunteering information to me in a way that you're kind of unaware of. Uh, it's sort of just conversational. And yet, then this psychic, quote unquote, will pick up on that and then start to offer more information, feedback based on what you have shared with them. And, and, and then again, it just becomes this loop where they just yeah. keep, oh yeah, my God, and, and, and my son is whatever. And then, you know, it, it just sort of continues that way. Now the cold reading can be very, very um, more, what's the word, uh, sophisticated than I've described, but that's the essential nature of it. So it's, uh, they're getting feedback from you and they in turn are now making, and often quite vague. I'm telling you, I think that they mm -hmm. related psychics to um, poker players too. Like you just start to kind of, they call them poker tells and you'll look to see the, just read real subtle emotions. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's exactly right. It's, it, that's right. They, they lo they're looking for tells in what you have to say. Now, a second aspect to psychics today is that uh, you will see individuals, I won't name names, but there is one who would give talks on it on television for do, do groups. John Edwards, Long Island Medium. Uh, I, I can't, re I don't want to reveal any names here. <laughs> Get caught in a precarious position legally, but uh, whereby, uh, look at my God, you look at Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, look at every social media platform you can find out more about a person on these uh, platforms than the person could possibly tell you in a short period of time. Right. So there's some of these that are commercially well-known uh, mediums and what they will do is actually have a staff that will comb through, you know, maybe they're gonna be on a show and they get the names of the people who are going to be attending. But little yeah. details, what about the little details that no one else could know that you think they just got lucky with? Uh, like I'm carrying my grandma's locket in my pocket right now. And yeah, no, there are, there are going to be ways that they have either discerned from what you have stated or through other methods uh, prior to meeting with you. Now, if you just walk into a psychic's uh, you know, people a psychic on the door and you walk in and you start talking. Um, again, the cold reading, this loop I discussed where they will uh, start out the conversation again, looking at your emotive responses, what you're wearing, how you're dressed, what uh, type of uh, uh, your hair, something that forms sort of this subtle impression. The I found the most fascinating thing that you said was that you do believe hypnotism is real. Can oh, you hypnosis. Talk about that at all? Yes. Hypnosis. Yes. I'm sorry. Hypnosis is real. And anybody who would like to just do, I don't try to convince people of that, but I've done some hypnotism myself. I take it some courses, a number of courses in it. And like from the world famous guy, though, you got to give yourself credit. You've really, yeah, no, no, I, to I, London. This, this particular individual would do what we call corporate shows. And then to describe the points, you would talk about how the subconscious mind uh, really can define how well we do. In other words, our own self-image, which is in the subconscious mind, which is uh, maybe one thing. Out on the outward, you might say, I'm very successful. I'm going to do this. On the inside, you may be saying your subconscious mind. You may have had parents who told you that you weren't going to amount to anything. These things get embedded in the subconscious mind. And so they become limitations to what you can actually do. So when you're able to work with yourself in, uh, in with, with like a self-hypnosis uh, type of thing, which you can do. But anyway, is it real? Yes. And I invite anybody there who's listening to go to, uh, if they want to sort of see more information on it, go to uh, Stanford 
has done a number of studies on it. Uh, there are specific brain waves associated with. We're in hypnosis, actually, all of us, twice a day, at least. Once right before we wake up, once right before we go to sleep. It's that kind of twilight mm. sort of area. But we are also in hypnosis. Some guys have estimated up to 70% of our days can be spent in a hypnotic type of trance. And I'll give you just one example. Uh, and, and most people can relate to this. If you've ever been in your car and you're on the highway and you drive 10, 15 miles and you suddenly realize you don't recall any of that because you were focused on something else. Mm -hmm. and you may have uh, very likely missed your exit. I mean, how many times have you done that? You go by your exit and you go, damn it. <laughs> All me. the time, yeah. I missed my exit. And of course, <laughs> the common term for that is highway hypnosis. But uh, very often we are, or, or if you're in an office setting and you've got a group of people around and take some time, some time to look around at all the people. You're going to find people working. Then you're going to find people. I don't know if you can see me on this or not, but who are just sort of looking off, you know, into yeah. Spain, kind of. the and they are uh, so entranced in something. They're actually in a mild hypnotic trance. They're sort of uh, unaware in a sense of what is literally going on around them at the moment. Wow. You come home and you watch a television, you're watching a movie. And you're emotional and you're crying. And now your rational mind would say, no, this is just a technology box. These are actors. This isn't. And yet it draws in our subconscious mind will draw out emotions. Or you try to get somebody to sitting there, your kid, you go, hey, Johnny. And Johnny's just like focused. Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the third time. It was Johnny's like Uncle Mark. We called him Tuber because he would tube out watching TV. Right? <laughs> right? My kids are like that. Dave's like that. Just TV's on and they're gone. Yeah, and it just zone up. But that is just that would be an example of being in sort of a hypnotic trance. Got it. And so when when the people have come to places like colleges and they put people up on the stage yes. and they do hypnosis, that is real. It's real. Yes, it is. Wow. And who's susceptible to it? That's an interesting question. It's a very good question. A hypnosis follows your susceptibility in a sense to being hypnotized follows what most of you know as the bell curve. And so on one, most of us are probably in the middle of that. We can all be hypnotized, but it might take a while longer. But for a stage performance, of course, you want to get things going as fast as you can. So you look for the best. At one end of the bell curve, there's probably about 10% that will go into a hypnotic trance fairly rapidly. And so those are the ones that you want to work on. We have things called suggestibility tests. They're experiments with the, uh, with the mind that can allow us to, uh, uh, using your imagination, if you get very creative and focused and use your imagination well, you may be one of those people who's more easily like there's something that we could do even right now if you want to do it real quick. Ooh. Okay. Okay. All right. This is, this is just what we call, uh, this will be an experiment of your imagination. Okay. I want you to put your hands out straight in front of you. All right. Arms out straight with your palms facing each other and about, uh, let's say about oh, eight inches apart. Okay. Palms facing each other, arms straight. Now we're going to start with three deep breaths. Okay, deep breath in. And exhale slowly. Second deep breath in. And exhale slowly. And a third deep breath in. And this time as you exhale, if you haven't already, close your eyes and keep them closed. Now it's time to use your imagination. I want you to imagine for a moment that there's a magnet on the palm of your right hand and a magnet on the palm of your left hand. And as you can view this, I want you to see in your imagination, I want you to see those hands, I want you to feel those magnets pulling those hands, they're attracting magnets, feel those magnets 
pulling those hands closer and closer and closer. And the closer they get, the stronger the magnetic pull is. And they continue to pull tighter and tighter and tighter, closer and closer and closer. And a minute, they're going to pull so tightly, so close that those hands are actually going to touch. And when those hands touch, you just tell me my hands are touching. A strong, strong magnetic pull that is pulling tighter and tighter and tighter until your hands are literally touching one another. Touching. Are they touching? How, yeah. how did you do? I'm touching. I'm, okay, I'm you're touching. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting observation here. Julianne? Mine aren't touching. I'm trying. They keep pushing back out. No, no. Well, no, this is interesting. Some people will have the opposite. <laughs> Mine's going the other no, way. No, no, no. Karen's done the same thing. I will try to say usually attracting magnets. They're attracting magnets. But some people, when they think of magnets, think of two magnets coming together and then pushing each other away. And Karen has done the same thing. So, in fact, you're exhibiting the same type of response. But if in your mind, you've always envisioned magnets as, uh, as pushing away. Uh, and that would be the exception. Most people, when they think magnets, will think of the attracting. Can uh, I open my eyes and untouch? Yes, you go. Yeah, just open your eyes, look at your hands. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm my, sorry. My shoulders are starting to hurt. <laughs> I think she's asleep. Could somebody wake her up, please? That was crazy because I felt the the yes, like they were yeah. trying to push apart, but then all of a sudden it really that was weird. Yeah. Now that's weird. The thing is that that is something that we call uh, a suggestibility test for those individuals who where where the hands tend to move fairly fairly quickly and consistently into light touch. Uh, other people will be like Juliana. You said you felt the opposite thing, but there will be people whose hands just stay like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, the, uh, what this would suggest is that um, Joelle's going to be probably Joelle's going to be the chicken. The better, yeah. Now we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We, no, I know no, it's much yeah, deeper we, we than don't, that. In hypnosis, now that's uh, one of those things from days gone by. Uh, and hypnosis is not something, I, three things about hypnosis I want to share with you, if I may. Uh, three most common questions I get. Am I asleep in hypnosis? No, you're not asleep. You're uh, totally aware of everything that's going on around you, everything that's being said, okay? But we use the word sleep in hypnosis because people associate that with it. And number two, often people get so relaxed, their heads drop forward onto their chest or off to the side onto somebody sitting next to them. Number two, can I get stuck in hypnosis? No, you cannot get stuck in hypnosis. Virtually impossible. If I hypnotized you right now and I left in a few minutes, you'd just get bored and you'd wake up and you'd go on about your business because you're not getting any stimulation okay. for me in terms of giving you suggestions or something. Third thing, can you make me do something I wouldn't ordinarily do? Give up a secret, uh, anything that I wouldn't be willing to do right now, sitting where you're sitting. No, you cannot do that. You cannot make anybody say or do anything against their fundamental uh, moral or ethical beliefs. Uh, and of course, as I've heard some individuals say uh, in the opening, so if you have no moral beliefs, I'd love to have you come up and join me here on the stage. <laughs> and sorry for some of the variety of types of shows. Now, does it but, work uh, for stopping smoking or uh, overeating, things like that? Yes, like that's real. yes, it can be yeah. very helpful. Okay. It's used in a number of realms. It's used in uh, things for addictions, overeating, pain control. Uh, yeah, a variety of things where somebody's put into by a hypnotherapist, really. This is not going to be the same individual who's doing shows on stage usually, or they may do both but they're hypnotherapists and so they really study the methods and techniques used to to do that but yes and here's the reason why they work our habits our emotions uh all of these things are embedded in one's subconscious mind you make a conscious desire not to eat that second piece of cake and yet you walk over and you pick up that second piece of cake and you eat it, okay? 
So it, it really, it, if there's ever a struggle between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind will always, always wins out. And so it's a matter of trying to get into the subconscious mind to try and uh, shut down the conscious mind for a moment and get into the subconscious mind. And that's where you want to leave suggestions to people that over time will uh, help them uh, conquer an addiction. Nice. And then if you're skeptical about it as the recipient, does it work? That's a great question. Excellent question. If you don't want to be hypnotized, you won't be. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, if you're skeptical about it and I can't reassure you, uh, then uh, you will, and I don't go into a long explanation of it. Uh, there are two people who are gonna resist. One is that just wanna resist because they just wanna say, he's not gonna hypnotize me, okay? Now that's like you sitting in your chair right there. And I say, Joel, can I help you out of your chair? And you go, I'll be damned if I'm getting out of this chair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to show them I'm not getting out. So there's nothing really I can do at that point. Mm -hmm. If you want to get out of the chair, I can assist you. So you have to want to be right. hypnotized uh, to be hypnotized. And you may be resistant for other reasons. There may be a deeper-seated fear of hypnosis from the movies and all. Hypnosis is not mind control. Okay. I, hypnosis is not something I do to you. It's something I bring out of you. I'm simply like a guide that mm. brings this hypnosis out of you, puts you into helps put you into a hypnotic state. But hypnosis is something that uh, the ability to be in hypnosis is something that is within you. It's mm. not. It's not something I do to you. Okay? Yeah, That's, got it. Jim, why are you interested in mentalism in this field? Is it from, because you have kind of a scientific background and medicine background more, would you say more than, I just want to know what drew you to mentalism. I'll leave it at that. No, the mentalism is purely for entertainment. Hypnosis, on the other hand, is real. And uh, so it fascinates me the how so much of our intake and I can't give you exact figures but really just a minute amount of what we take in is taken in by the conscious mind about 98 percent or something I if this is wrong somebody can correct me but the vast majority of the information we take in goes directly into the subconscious mind now it's kind of filtered but it ends up in the subconscious mind all of our memories again our emotions our habits all of those things are things that come from subconscious mind. I'll give you an example. You get on a bike today. You're how old? Oh, no, you can't say. Okay. Uh, but you, uh, you, you get on a bike and you start riding and you're kind of a little wobbly, you know, at first. And then, then you pick it right up. Your ability to get back on that bike, you may not have ridden a bike in 25 years. Your ability to get on that bike and ride it now, that is the type of information, just one, that's been embedded in your subconscious mind. Think about driving. You drive today and it's like, oh my God. Uh, when you started learning, I mean, oh my God. You got the, the switch, the, you know, the ignition, you've got the uh, switch for the gears, you've got the steering wheel, you've got the uh, uh, camera, you've got uh, the mirror, you've got uh, windows, uh, side windows and things, all of these things in your mind and think how it was when you first learned to drive. Now, today you get in a car and you turn on the key, you're on autopilot. Yeah. You know, you just go, you just drive, you can be in heavy traffic, but you're still aware of lights, all of these things going on around you. That again is something that is, is become so deeply embedded in your subconscious mind that you now do it without even having to think about it. I love it. So that's it. so so much of our motivation in life, our emotions, our habits are really dwell, if you will, in the subconscious mind, not mm -hmm. in the conscious mind. The conscious mind is nice for analytical things. You know, you're reading something and you've got to follow, follow along. And by the way, if you've ever done that, you've gotten to the end of the page and you go, I have no idea what I just read. Yeah. <laughs> now that's when All you, the time, Jim. That's All when you slip the into the hypnotic 
a, a sort of a hypnotic trance of sorts. Mm-hmm. You're reading, but you're really somewhere else here in your subconscious mind. I'm taking a couple psychology classes, and it's all about being mindful in the present moment and trying to get out of that wandering mind and bringing it back. And it's one of the hardest things to do. The monkey so mind, I, yes, as a Buddhist monkey mind. sure. Um, well, you've got all these uh, uh, thoughts just floating and constantly in some past and regrets and I should have done this or that. And then it's the future. Oh, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. Inability to, to stay in the present moment. And interestingly, uh, the brain waves of people who have meditated a lot are not dissimilar from individuals who are hypnotized. Hmm. So, it, you know, you kind of get this thing of the hypnot from the movies, of course, you know, this hypnotized person just kind of, they're, they're just very profoundly relaxed is what somebody in hypnosis is, and yet very aware of. Oh. That's amazing. But it's interesting to me, the similarities between mindfulness practices, meditation, and the state one is in when you're in hypnosis. Mm -hmm. So it's all about focusing and bringing it down. It's about stillness. It's about letting go. You know, they will say so often, philosopher Ram Das once said about... um, Try to compare mindfulness to sitting on the edge of a stream and watching your thoughts just float by on that stream. Just let them go, let them float by. But you stay just focused and relaxed and you just allow those. You may notice them or you come back to your breathing or you come back to, yeah, (laughs) she's out. Don't do this while you're driving, folks. Pull over if you're listening to this podcast. Just kidding. But anyway, so no, there's an interesting correlation between, uh, or similarities, I guess I should say, between mindfulness, meditation. Can I tell you, Jem, quickly, uh, my favorite quote from Joelle yesterday, because she was very, very busy. I said, do you want to take a few deep breaths right now with me and you can relax? She goes, I don't have time to breathe. (laughs) <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> so for people, to get off the phone for five minutes. I'm like, I have yes. to go. For people who don't have time to breathe, what would you say, Jen? I would say take the time to pick up a, a, a good book uh, on mindfulness meditation. Yeah. I think it is one of the, you know, our culture is designed for productivity. And it's designed to make us feel uh, if we were to just sit and and meditate for a while, it, it, in a sense, that's all, you almost feel guilty. It's like, my God, I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not being productive. I'm not. You've got all these ideas and things are racing around in your head, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, you're ultimately actually more competent. Uh, to live your life if you're able to stay in the present moment. Yeah, I'm sure. Let those monkey brain thoughts wash yeah, down the stream. Just let, just let them go. Just watch them go by. You know, there's always that thing with meditation too, constantly trying to come back to your breathing. And if you actually try it, because I have, and I uh, am not a phenomenal meditator, I need to do it uh, more often, more regularly. But I, I have noticed and discovered, as many people do, how quickly your mind will go to something else. Mm-hmm. Simply trying to focus on your breath. Take yeah, breath and breath. I heard someone on a TED Talk, I had to watch it for class, and it, yeah. she was saying kind mindfulness because what we often do is beat ourselves up for not meditating correctly. <laughs> oh, there I go again. Oh, there I go. Trying to get back to the breath. I'm such an <laughs> asshole. I can't do that. <laughs> So kind yeah. mindfulness. I've heard other people say that about you. Go ahead. Yeah, I, wait a second. I hate the way she meditates. Ugh. Oh, she's such an asshole. But anyway. No, no, I, uh, but you see, that's part of the self-denigrating uh, uh, part of those thoughts that we have. But they're just thoughts. They're not, it's not the reality. And you do want to be kind to yourself because it does, uh, I don't want to say take effort 
that's not the right word because that identifies too much with the, the productivity. You know, I've got to be doing something. Uh, but it, 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 you do have to be able to allow yourself to simply realize that your mind has wandered and come back to focus on your breathing. The one thing nice, and there are a lot of different types of meditation and all. I like the one where you simply focus on your breath because you can do it anywhere. And it is a very simple way to come back to that present moment is to just follow your breath. Joelle's already falling asleep. I could tell just from your voice. I know. Such a wonderful, calm voice. You know, you're actually living this meditative life. We might do a spinoff. Hearing you. Spinoff Insomnia podcast and and we could tell stories. Jim, will you be a storyteller for us too? Oh, I'd love to. Sure. Okay. (laughs) So what about FBI using psychics? I'm going back to the psychic thing. So there's nothing to it. I mean, I know the coincidence and there's a, a, another uh, emotion out there, another sense, sorry, sixth sense, but are, are there, any, there any real I'm not, out there? I'm not, you know, I, and I thought of that. I know police uh, occasionally will as well in the FBI. And I understand that. And again, I, I don't want to paint with such a broad brush as to eliminate uh, the possibility of some people, for whatever reason, uh, having a a little bit more of an intuitive sense uh, about something or potentially even, you know, I don't know, want to say seeing something or visualizing something, but these are not the people that are, these are not, they are going to be few and far between. Jim, you are amazing. I'm going to, sorry, we have mom waiting in our little waiting room on Zoom. Please, yeah. So I want to bring her in. in. Where is she? But before you guys, I will, I will. Before, do I have to go to, or do I get to say see her no, for a you minute? you get to say, stay. Oh, I know, okay. we'll, we'll all stay. I just wanted to let Jim. Okay, and if, and if I little... do just go, I just want to see Joyce and yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. Jim, tell people too, if they're interested in finding out more about you and potentially booking you because you do a lot of shows and corporate events, oh, things like that, where should people go? Yeah. Well, they can just go to www.jimagold.com. That's right. And, and just, it's called <laughs> Mysteries of the Mind is, is what I titled the show. It's just entertainment. Only. It will make it the party of the year if you get. Um, I can't tell you. Real. People are still talking yeah. about to this day because you are amazing. You're top yep. notch. And he even, worked, he even worked his famous son into the act. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the pictures of the stars. Do you want to say who your famous son is? Our cousin. Oh, ah. Uh... Well, if anybody's had the opportunity, they should put me in a bind here. Uh, <laughs> my son it. was here. He'd say, don't say a word. Oh, um, okay. We have a piece, I think. He, is, uh, he plays a physician on New Amsterdam, the okay. hospital drama on NBC, and which was recently chosen, I might add, by the Hollywood Critics Association for the best drama on hey. On, uh, on the uh, broadcast television. What they've done, have, they've separated now, finally, as they should, broadcast from um, no. uh, streaming. Oh. Because you're, 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 uh, there, there's no comparison because you're allowed to do so much on a streaming venue uh, than you can do uh, in broadcast because you'll be aware of, uh, you know, whatever. I got to let your Bob get on here. But anyway, so. So I say that as a proud mom, a proud father. If I will tell you, if Ryan was here, you'd say, Dad, shut your mouth. Don't <laughs> okay, go to your mother. Hello, James. Hello, how are you? I just saw your picture with Ryan. How was that? Which one was that? I don't know. You guys were sitting, it looked like at a basketball game or something. Huh, I'm not sure. I'll send There's all sorts of stuff floating around. You know, you never... I'll know. never know. You know, with the social media, you, you don't know what you're going to see where. I'm just glad it's to scary. know that you're still alive and everything is working. And Yeah. Hi. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to let you guys chat. All right. I need to talk. I will go. 
if I can figure out how to turn this off. See, I can do this phenomenal mentalism. I can't turn off my Zoom. Jim, thank you so much for giving us all that great information and your opinions. And I just, I sure, love I that whole, the whole realm, everything about it. So you're amazing. Yeah, you're so cool. Can we just tell you you're so cool? That's right. You're the coolest. Uh, that's very that's sweet it. of you. We call you love cool you so Uncle much. Jim. And you know how yeah. I feel about my nieces. You know that. Oh, this is going to be a rough follow-up, man. <laughs> oh, no, no. Are you kidding? You're going to surpass me by light oh, years. Really? Just, wait, just wait till I hear you start talking, Joyce. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, and, and if you hear clicking noises, that's me trying to figure out how to turn off my Zoom. <laughs> you can hang out. Just, you can you stay. Just what go ahead there. <laughs> we love you, Jim. Wanna, yes. I'll see we you. love you. Tell Karen hi and Nicole I will love you guys, too, and we'll talk again. All right. Bye. Love you, Jim. Mom, look at you. You're all prettied up on a Saturday. Uh, yeah, I was repairing a fence before our mom's pissed. Time. Mom, you're pissed off. What uh, happened? I'll get over we're it. late. Uh, by a let's see, an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, no. no, it's Saturday. I just have a lot. She has do. a lot to do. She doesn't have time to breathe. We just talked about psychics and mentalism we wanted to did you hear our last episode we talked about how you recently went to a party where there was a psychic and you had a wild reading and we wanted to hear it firsthand okay now Um, can i ask you something really quick how it all came to pass yes Yes. well i want to ask you first of all how did you go into these parties and psychics in general? Because we met with Patty Negri. That's our previous episode. Right. And you believe you're there. I you're- totally expect miraculous stuff to happen. Totally. And me I too, am- until Uncle Jim just debunks some stuff. So now I'm spinning a little bit. But No, totally. I- I'll tell you this morning, I had, a, I had a plumbing issue. So I'd take apart the plumbing. And I was talking to my dad. And I go, this is no fun. This is the one job I'd never want to be. Her dad has on. passed on too, for yes. people who don't know. He's over on the other side. And I take it all apart and I'm pouring out the water and out comes my diamond earring that I lost seven years ago. What? And wow. I go, okay, this is cool. Thanks, dad. Totally. I mean, I had just talked to him. Two That's cool. Ago. They're just right there, right there. So... See, I think that too. I feel like we can call on our loved ones and they're around, but, but maybe we are just hoping. Anyway, I want to hear. Can I tell you my theory real fast? Yes. Real fast is whatever makes you happy. That's it. Joy. That's right. Whatever works for you. If it works too. I remember wondering what God was. And I said, what if God's Kermit the frog? And then I started thinking maybe I could pray to Kermit the Frog because it felt more comfortable. And so I did the whole time I was in New York. Anyway. That's cute. Done. You're so cute. Oh, <laughs> I remember that shirt, Julianne. I think I gave it to you. Thank you. You give me all my clothes. And at some point I'm going to be an adult That's and shop for myself. Cute on you. Um, Can I take this moment to plug our new t-shirts? Oh, cute. It says real nice. Very cute. And then wait, wait, on the back. Hold on. Let's see a little Humpty. Uh, it's hard to see, Joe. What does it say? Just Mouse and Weens. What are we called? Mouse and Weens podcast. But I like it. We have a whole bunch of designs on mouseandweens.com slash store. So go check it out. Okay. So I went to a birthday party. This random lady came who was a neighbor of a neighbor, blah, blah, blah. Very low key, but she had sparkles in her hair. Like, Can I ask a question? Yes. Did she know you were going to be there? No, there were 20 of us and she just, she was invited as the entertainment for the night, but she did not know me, nor- She didn't know the guest list? No, she was just kind of hanging out, was uh, two doors down from my- friend and um 
ended up, she mentioned to my friend, she was a psychic, the psychic, my friend, she's all about witches and Halloween. So she goes, would you come to my birthday party? So this lady goes, sure, sure. Okay. So she's there. She looks very typical neighborhood, nice, affable woman, um, but she had glitter in her hair. So I said to her, oh, you have glitter in your hair. And she goes, I'm the good witch. And I go, oh, you're our entertainment. And she goes, yeah. So we ate Mexican food, all of us. And then we went in, they divided the group in half. There were 10 of us at the table at a time. And she's just real low key, easy going, has a little piece of paper in front of her and she starts drawing. And she draws a little cartoon airplane with a propeller on it. And it's going downhill. And she said, oh, she goes, this is not a good way to start the party. But I see this airplane and somebody has had something go on in an airplane. It was not good. And my other friend says, oh, my God, my brother just died in a plane crash. Whoa. And it was a propeller plane and she and that's what she drew gets up she holds my friend she says I'm so sorry sometimes this stuff just comes up and she said oh let me think his name is Kenneth and my friend goes oh my god we called him Kenny Wow. And so that began the party. And every single thing from then on was applicable to every single person at the table. Now, could she have read in the paper that this guy died and his name was Ken? No, no. It had been uh, four or five years ago. And so she no. had no idea. No, and she couldn't no, have looked her up on social media. I'm just saying this to be the other side yeah, of it, because that's what Jim was just right. talking about. She didn't know any of us. She had just moved to this area from Minnesota. So no, she didn't know she had no, very few friends here in the Valley. She just knew this neighbor. Okay. Wow. So she's just kind of going, you know, thinking and drawing on her little pad and she's bounced around different people at the table. And then she goes, oh, she goes, this makes me want to sit up straight. She goes, a very pretty Southern woman in a hat is really stepping forward. She really, really, really wants to be at this party. And backing up, Joelle, you had asked me to go through some old pictures to look for the Dotson that your dad drove. So yeah. I had been going through some old pictures and I saw grandma and grandpa in there and how cute and it conjured up memories okay so she goes this woman she's in a hat and I go is it a like a straw hat and she goes yeah and it's matching another hat and she kind of says it like that and I go oh my gosh for years, my mom and I, every Sunday morning, would put on matching hats, like in the color. They wouldn't necessarily be exactly the same shape, but they were straw hats in Tucson, going to church with our matching hats. Aww. And she goes, oh, she goes, that's definitely what she's saying. And then she put her two fingers to her temple and she goes, the, 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 the Vivian. And out of the blue, she pulled that out. I had never said her name. I said nothing about her. And I'm just like, how did you do that? She goes, oh, she's very, very much in the front. And she wants people to know that. Aww. And she wants... And I remember one of the other psychics we saw that Grandma Carter wants you to know about her. So this is just as I thought about it later, I thought, okay, that's just one more way that she's letting you know how, that she's a strong woman, that she can push through the veil and talk to people. And nice. I love that. Yeah. 
And didn't she say something about she loves being with you or something like that? She said to this psychic that night, she appreciates always being included in everything that I do. So I, and I always am talking to her constantly. So so that was like overwhelmingly cool. And how do you get the name Vivian? I mean, that's a rare name that is out of the ether. So that's gotta be confirmation. Even out of 52, how many letters are in the alphabet? Yeah. 26. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Capital lowercase 56. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. It's such a random letter. Yeah. Yeah. Susie or Kathy or Anne or something like that. But just, and she pondered it. She was, you watched her lips and she's going, the, 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 Vivian. Wow. Even, I mean, Abel just went crazy because she had nailed every single person. And I'm really humble about it. Very saying, you know, I've done this since I was a little kid. And, and I decided, you know, put it out there because it might just help somebody really. That's no, that reminds me of Patty too. She was saying the same thing. She's always had this gift and kind of turned it into this thing. Right. Weens, do you believe, where are you on the skeptic belief scale? I am so influenced by whoever is immediately in front of me (laughs) that's what i realize about myself i'm no here's really what i think i'm finding taking all these classes is that i really do like to back things up with some science so i love the possibility like jim was saying he he's very open to the idea that it's possible and then you would want to do tests to confirm it so i kind of like that and but the thing is like I've listened to probably over a thousand near-death experience videos and people, things that, I don't know, I feel like I'm pretty attuned to when people are acting, when there's bullshittery happening. But when you hear someone and they're so passionate about their story and like, I know that they think that they saw something or, so I do have faith that there is something out there and that p- certain people can tap into it. Some are more attuned to it than others. Maybe we all have that ability and we're blocking it. I think we do. I think we all have some yeah. psychic ability. Yeah. We have to get out of our heads. Some have well, it more than others. You know, most religions are based on faith. If they, if you really ask each and every scholar in the religious arena, they usually say it's about faith. And I think that applies to what you think about the afterlife or people who've passed on before you. I think Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, I assume, and I know two people that have passed over and come back and I know their personal stories and how they told me about it. And there was no reason for them to like fluff it up on my behalf. And so that- we just interviewed Steve Peters. Right. Who we just interviewed who has the movie out, who was, um, anyway. We, yeah. So Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Fame. Um, yeah. The pastor. And, but he died four or five times total. And yeah. he told us about his experience. Like, there's too many people that we know that this has happened to. So something's going on. Yeah. And it's unexplainable. But there's something out there. Science will confirm it at some point. It's just catching up to it, right. I think. Right. See, and then we bring in the aliens and, you know, our species is so far behind alien species. They've already got this all figured out and we're little tiny babies learning all this stuff, right? We all if believe we, all this, right? We don't <laughs> implode before we figure it out. No. We're going to set our earth on fire first oh. and the viral fires. Mom, yes. you're amazing. I think that you are very attuned to that and um, have always been connected. Well, um, I honestly, I want to live my this life in a joyful place. And to me, that's just another way of adding joy. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. to think that you don't have to fear death, that there's a whole nother plane that is waiting for us. And, and I've heard just really positive things about it. So to me, it just adds that one more layer. Yeah. Yeah. happiness and joy and excitement and thrill and yeah of course i, I get it. thrilled when i see a, a rose blooming so <laughs> that's where it thrilled this is where it's at this is what you've arrived at a place where you're really enjoying life and that's great however you do it doesn't really matter what we believe right that's right, right. Whatever joy, works. joy, one of the key ingredients. And in where are you at, my sister, in your beliefs? Um, I believe that there is a sixth sense. And like you said, that we probably all have it and some can tap into it right away and some it's squelched. It's way down deep in there. Um, and I think there are some charlatans that have the ability to read people and use human psychology to manipulate and uh make some money off people and a blend of of all of the above so i kind of think it's all in there a smattering of everything but uh, i am so curious about the near-death experiences we should maybe bring on um an expert in that who's really done a lot of research jules you have for sure sister we call her the professor yeah but even to get someone in her field who can speak to it from a scientific study standpoint and like with the brain chemicals and what's There's going on. There's a great on. doctor. Remember the, um, the doctor who died and came back and now she speaks. Yes. She was a super atheist doctor lady who had Nancy a experience. something, right? Yeah. 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 So that would be so anyway, neat to try to next find that. Show. We'll see. Yeah. I want to dig in deeper. I love it. Mom, you're the best. You're you the sweetest. Beautiful. And um, grandma and grandpa sitting on each of your shoulders. They look wonderful too. I love it. And I just had to tell you just the propeller story. I just needed to add this one more thing. So the lady was feeling badly because, you know, her brother and all that. And she goes, wait, wait, I just want to let you know that Kenny is standing next to an older woman. And she goes, her name's Elizabeth. And this, my friend and her granddaughter are sitting there and they go, that's not what we called her. Oh, no, the psychic goes, her name is Elizabeth, but that's not how people knew her. And the granddaughter goes, that's my grandma who just passed away and we called her Betty. Aw, see? See, this is kind of like, how would she know that? Right, right. More confirmation. Really big advocate of expect miracles and they happen. Expect incredible journeys at a little round table because they happen. I love it. They have happened in your life, right? I mean, life works out for you, mom. Over and over. I just really think it's wonderful. And look at you two. You two are miracles. I live in the dream. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, you're brilliant. <laughs> you're innovative. You're thoughtful. You're like the best. Thanks, mom. You're our and number I'm, one fan. I'm going to send you a shirt. out with a pissy attitude, but you know. You're okay. Would you like a shirt or a water bottle? <laughs> give her a shirt. She waited an hour and a half for you, Joel. I will give you a shirt and a water bottle. I'll roll it up Gosh, and I'll pack I'll it up. Them. I'm a patron. I can Okay, buy. that's right. Patreon.com backslash mouse and weens, everybody. You can get bonus material, free swag. Check us out on at mouse and weens everywhere on social media. And please write in. We want to know where do you stand with this whole psychic skeptic what how much do you believe i really want to hear what people think i put a poll out there we'll see if people write back but okay yeah yeah give us some stories i love all the psychic stories how, how come it's true how come it's not all right we love you. you love you too and thanks for putting up with me mom thanks for putting we up always, with we her. love you we love our family dead and alive all right. Yep. Bye. 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 Bye.
you know that the Podfix Network, home of Perfect Package Podcast, Mouse and Weens, Old Man Orange, and more, has its own network podcast? Go wherever fine podcasts are found and look for Podfix Presents. Network highlights, interviews, roundtables, and more. All showcasing the eclectic depth of Podfix talent. So subscribe today. Podfix Presents on your podcast app of choice. And check us out at www.podfixnetwork.com, at Podfix on Twitter, and official underscore Podfix on the gram. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.